the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does it. WDSF presents Spooky South Coast with your hosts, Tim Weisberg and Matt Costa. All right, welcome to Spooky South Coast. Now we have about 50 minutes left uh, in the show. Maybe I can convince these guys to go overtime a little bit uh, later on. But we do have a very special guest joining us tonight. We have Karen Mossy who, if you know anything about the world of electronic voice phenomena, you know the name Karen Mossy. Uh, and if you don't, but you've seen the movie White Noise, or if uh, you've been to the AAEVP website, you've, you've seen Karen's or heard Karen's work. Uh, so we're going to talk to her about her EVP work, as well as her new book, Spooky Creepy New England, which I'll hold up for the camera on Spooky TV. And if you don't normally watch Spooky TV during the show by going to SpookySouthCoast.com, and clicking on the Spooky TV tab at the top, I suggest that you go there tonight. Because not only do we have the live chat room going on with all of our usual regulars, hello to all of you uh, in there for tonight's discussion, but we're trying this new thing here uh, in the studio. We have a multi-camera shoot. So not only can you see myself and Matt Moniz here on this shot, but you can also see Matt Costa working on... That shot, and this is great radio, by the way, <laughs> for those not watching. And uh, we also have the up-close Tim shot, which, you know, I don't really quite fit into. So uh, I don't know how much we'll be using that camera, but it's going to add a little something new to the show. You know, we're trying to up the ante here. We're trying to make it more interactive for people. We want to make it interesting for you to check in to Spooky TV. That last shot looked like a chat roulette shot. <laughs> Usually our chat roulette shot is that picture of Phil Paleologus over there, which we don't have a camera on. So uh, we'll try running these three cameras. Uh, hopefully I'll remember to switch them from time to time so you're not looking at the same shot. But we think this might add a little something extra to the program. So that's exactly what you were all hoping for, more shots of our ugly faces. But that's what you get. All right, so let's get right into tonight's discussion with our guest, Karen Mossy. She's a paranormal investigator whose investigations have taken her from coast to coast. As a paranormal investigator, she's investigated many haunted locations throughout New England and the United States. And uh, she's also a longtime member of the American Association of Electronic Voice Phenomena, or AAEVP. And she's been featured on shows such as Chronicle and The Maury Povich Show and in the Nashua Telegraph. Uh, she's also a monthly contributor for the Stateline Review newspaper and writes a monthly article on haunted places entitled Voices of the Dead. Karen's EVPs and interviews have been used in the Universal Studios trailer for the movie White Noise, starring Michael Keaton, and in an episode of Ghost Whisperer, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt. Uh, her website is ectoweb.com, and that's where you can find out more about her work and the new book, Spooky, Creepy New England, but she joins us on the phone. Good evening, Karen. Welcome to Spooky South Coast. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. Thank you for waiting through all that Red Sox stuff. Uh, so oh, it's no problem. Yeah, I was talking to Chris, and I really needed a lot of catching up anyway. We haven't talked for years. How do you get away with not talking to Chris Balzano for years? I don't know. It just happened. Life just happens. You I... get busy, and he's had a couple kids, and I remember when he had his first one. I can't believe he has two now, and uh, it's all exciting news, and we had a lot of catching up to do. I worked with Chris's dad for many years, so that's how I came to know Chris, and, um, and I remember his dad introducing me to say, hey, you know, my son is interested in 
in, in some of the things that you're interested in, Karen, and that's how I came to know Chris. And, uh, and I actually owe him a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, uh, thanks for having inspired me to actually write a book myself. Well, it's interesting that, uh, you know, Chris actually uh, inspired me to write my book as well, but uh, I think we're all just, you know, beholden to him. I think we have to give him like 10% of all of our sales. But how do you... me yet, Tim. How do you make the jump, though, from being an investigator uh, and, and working mainly in audio to deciding to try to take those experiences and put them into the printed word? Well, um, I think it's it's... What we started doing was every investigation that we did, we started documenting it. And I started working very closely with um, Leo Montet, and on our website you can see some of his really fat, uh, fabulous infrared photography. There's uh, really something to be, be said about the way you capture paranormal images using infrared photography. And Leo is the publisher of the newspaper, The State Line Review. And he has many contributors to that newspaper, and and, um, he asked me to start writing an article for him. And I started it many years ago, and I just, I do it even currently. Every month I write a new article for the paper. Most of the articles are based on a recent investigation that we've done, so we try to get at least one investigation in every month. If we don't, then I'll write on something paranormal. I'll write on paranormal equipment, or I'll write on, uh, you know, different different factors that contribute to why a place would be haunted, or you know, why there's paranormal activity going on somewhere. Uh, so I always am inspired to write something interesting for those that are interested in the paranormal to read. And um, I took those articles the, that I had been. Uh, compiling for years and contacted Schiffer Publishing and they were very interested in, in me uh, writing a book. And uh, that's where Spooky Creepy New England came about from. Well, let, let's take a step back too. How, I mean, how did you get involved in the field? I mean, I've heard you speak uh, on the subject of EVPs before at the Mass Monster Mash and, and I've heard the story of how you got into all this, but why don't you share that with our listeners if you wouldn't mind? How I actually got into EVP, or, or I've, I've had a long, long time interest in the paranormal. I, I did even as a teenager. Uh, and I don't want to date myself here, but when we were young, and I think young people still do it, we used to love to go into cemeteries, and there's always that mystique and that, you know, that that it's fun. Let's go do this. We were always respectful, um, so I always had an interest in the paranormal. But um, as far as EVP, I was brought. Uh, to an awareness of EVP by a very good friend, um, Mike Sullivan, who had been doing this for over 30 years now. And um, unfortunately, fortunately for the fact that I, I've come to this path, but very tragically for myself, um, I lost my oldest son, Rob, um, from a seizure, and, and I say lost, but I haven't really lost them because that's not as I believe it. Mm-hmm. He passed away um, in 2000 from a, a fatal seizure, and he had started having seizures as a consequence of an accident, a uh, car accident that he had where his friend fell asleep at the wheel of a car he was driving. 
when he was 16 and left Rob with a um, uh, very bad head injury that, you know, were he not 16 and great physical condition, a black belt in karate, he probably never would have survived, but he did. And um, he survived. He started having seizures, and um, he um, lived a, 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 a normal life as best it could be, despite the fact that he would have breakthrough seizures, even though he was on Dilantin to try to control them, he would still have breakthrough seizures. But never in my life did I think that, you know, because I always would, he would always come back from them, and I would always go over there, and he would be okay. He'd, he'd you know, be a little bit, you know, dazed and everything, and um, but he'd always come back. And so never did I ever think that, you know, he, he would leave me as a consequence of a seizure, you know, and cross over. Um, but I think he knew, uh, because there were many times when, you know, I'd be driving in the car and Rob, he enjoyed smoking his cigarettes, and uh, and he'd smoke a cigarette and I'd say, for goodness sakes, Rob, you know, would you please just stop, stop smoking? And he'd turn around to me, Tim, and he'd say, you know, what difference does it make, Mom? I'm not going to live very long anyway. And that would break my heart, and I just would say, stop saying that. Why are you saying that? But I think he was really a highly advanced soul, and I've heard so many stories reading so many, you know, books about about people that have had, you know, near-death experiences, which Rob had had and described very clearly to me when, when he had the accident. And from other people, you know, that it said, you know, they, they, it's like the soul, that he was a highly advanced soul, and and he knew it. There is that awareness, um, you know, that, that something, this is this is part of my lesson. This is, this is how long I'm going to be, but, you know, but I'll be back <laughs> if you believe in reincarnation, and, and I do believe in that. Um, so that's what brought me to... Um, EVP, and, and, and how it happened was that in my grief, which I couldn't deal with, I have three other children, surviving children, and and I was going downhill very, very fast um, and um, not able to cope. I returned to my job, but I didn't want to talk to anyone, and I wasn't doing very well at all. And Mike came to me friend for 40 years. We graduated from high school together, although we hated each other in high school. <laughs> <laughs> we were from two different, uh, you know, walks of life. Um, and uh, Mike, you know, way back when was always involved in the paranormal. He was reading books by Susie Smith and Han Tulser and UNEDP in the 70s and you know, back when Sarah Step was using reel-to-reel recorders. But mm-hmm. um, he, he, one day we took a drive, and he said, you know, I just wanted to talk to you. Um, and, um, you know, we can still talk to, um, you know, our loved ones. And I, I guess that was the real hope I was looking for. I, you know, I always believed in, in life after death. I, I was brought up that way. Um, and I always believed in the continuance of life and that, you know, we go on in some type of spirit form. But when Mike said, you know, there's this thing, it's called electronic voice phenomena, and, and, and people have recorded, you know, really incredible messages from those that have passed on. And I said, really? 
much hope. Maybe I can get my, maybe I can get Rob. Maybe, maybe Rob will come through for me. And that's what really started me on the path of EVP. So, in many ways, I thank Mike, who is my, you know, best friend and paranormal partner and, and, and right hand person, um, for, for my salvation and my grief therapy and, and, and I've, developed so, so much of a more quality life, um, a better person for myself and for all my children and grandchildren, because I'm sure of it now. You know, I believed it before, but I'm, I'm, I'm positively sure of, of what happens now. And that the consciousness, we are consciousness, who we are, the most important part of who we are, that's what survives, well, physical death. When, when you first started getting involved with it, I mean, did, did your son speak to you uh, from the outset, or was it something that you had to build up and kind of get yourself tuned into it to be able to make that connection with him in that way? He, he wasn't one of the first ones that came through, Tim. Uh, he, 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 there were many. The first DVP I captured, actually, was, uh, was my longest DVP and and most phenomenal EVP. It's like a minute and 44 seconds long. And um, it was actually captured at Hill Cemetery with a regular um, old-fashioned realistic recorder with a, an audio tape, a magnetic tape, and an external microphone, And because Mike had convinced me to try it. So he lent me a recorder, and I went to Hill Cemetery, and my husband and I tried it, and when I played it back, I was totally freaked out. I had to call Mike, and I'm like, oh, my kids are all freaking out in the house. They're telling me to shut it off. Mike, I've got this, I, this, this EVP came through, and it's there's, you know, so many voices in it. And at the same time, I was terrified. Uh, Mike was so excited. And um, we analyzed that EVP for all the voices that are in it, and we still do to this day. It's still my most fascinating EVP. Uh, anyone that's interested can hear this on our website, and also um, Mike captured a picture. We believe what what happened at this point in the CVP was that a portal or a vortex opened, and um, all these voices came through, and this the sound of of swirling, swirling, almost like a hurricane type of wind, which was not the way the external conditions were that day. It was April twenty first in two thousand one, and it was. 70-some-odd degrees with no wind at all. And you hear this um, swirling wind, this static discharge of energy, these pops and clicks and thuds as if they were taking my recorder and slamming it up and down. But actually none of that was happening to the physical object. But all these voices came through and, and culminated at the end with a static burst of, of energy in a minute and 44 seconds. So that was my very first EVP I captured, and from there I was hooked. All right, if that can come through, and Mike has an image, by the way, that's also on our, our, our website that corresponds, uh, a photo image. It almost looks like a funnel that corresponds to that, what you hear on that EVP. But um, I continued to record after that, and... Um, some of the voices that I would get, I'd, you know, sit in the parking lot while I was waiting for my other son to get out of his car, uh, guitar lessons, and I'd record. And um, it was phenomenal because I'd say, you know, um, can anyone help me? 
can can someone does someone know Robert Browning? Does someone know my son Rob? Can anyone tell me anything? And um, I get these voices that would come through and and say, um, "Does anyone know him?" And another voice would say, "Who?" And another voice would say, "Her son." And another voice would say, "Robert, Robert Browning." Wow. And and you know, is this are these my thoughts? Is this my telepathy? I don't think so. All right, these these voices were actually corresponding with with me, and they were looking for him. They were looking for him on the other side. They were trying to help. There is a, a, a there is a there is a group on the other side. I seriously believe this of communicators, and they they want to they want to come through and communicate with us as strongly as we do with them. They're the communicators and we're the receivers. Eventually, I did get my son. I, I did get my son saying in his own humorous things, certain things he would say. Um, and friends of mine would get him, too, an extremely clear EVP. We would be connected in what we call this, this group, the big circle, where we, we were communicating. These were parents who had lost children. We were communicating with our loved ones on the other side, and we were receiving phenomenal EVP messages from them. And I had good friends that were part of this that were, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles away down in Georgia that were receiving phenomenal messages from my son in his exact voice. Well, has he helped you now uh, further your EVP work? Does he kind of work as, as um, you know, your ears on the other side? Oh, absolutely. Him, my father... My mother. There's so many of my loved ones on the other side. They all help, and there's also other people that help on the other side. I don't even know who they are, but they come through. They come through a lot, um, you know, and, and communicate, and and you know, and they come through in very positive messages. Not that all EVP is positive, and I need everyone out there to to know that. All right, because what we're dealing with is human personality. And your personality is what survives physical death. So if you're going to start recording from EVP and paranormal investigations, get used to the fact that you're going to get some that come through. They're going to swear at you, all right? They're going to yell at you, all right? They're just going to be nasty, all right? But that's how they were here. So why would you expect them to change? Um, so you need to be grounded in what you're doing. You need to be very sure of yourself, and you need to accept the fact that these are people the same type of people that would be the type that would flip you off in traffic just for, you know, going a little bit under the speed limit or that cut you off in traffic or that, that think you're too close to them in the line at the deli counter or that don't want to give you the time of day here down on earth. It's all that much more proof for the survival of consciousness after physical death is the fact that we don't change. Personalities remain the same. If you want to change here, you can. And if you want to change there, I think the same free will exist. You can. But if you don't, you don't have to. Well, we have a question from the chat room on Spooky TV at SpookySouthCoast.com. And uh, Low Battery Dave wants to know why, with all the hours of recording that he's done, all the EVP work he's done, he's never had any loved ones come through with any kind of message for him. Uh, is there... Does there seem to be 
uh, a recurring theme of that with investigators of you know they they can go out there and capture these things, but they never get to talk to their own loved ones. Yeah, and you know what? It doesn't matter where you are either. You know, a lot of people say, well, if you're going into a negative place like an insane asylum or, you know, a prison or anything like that, all you're going to catch is negative EVP. I have, no, I, I, I cannot agree with that because I believe that sometimes my loved ones follow me into some of these places just as extra protection or whatever. And um, we have had very sweet, we've had children's voices come through. Um, so I think um, persistency pays off. You have to be, you know, you, you want to specifically get in the right frame of mind. When you're recording for your loved ones, I think it's important to be relaxed. It's important to have love and thought in your heart and your soul and to reach out to them in that same, um, you know, that same tone. You know, reach out to them and, and ask them, you know, if, if it's possible, do you think you can come through? Can you give me a message? It's Christmas. Can you, Merry Christmas, Dad, or Merry Christmas, Rob, or, you know, Happy Easter. And, uh, you know, I've done things like that, and I've gotten EVP messages back, and although they don't specifically introduce themselves, uh, you can tell in the inflection of the EVP that it's your loved one. Well, and some... You know? Sometimes, though, too, when, when your loved ones are around you, they might feel like they don't need to, you know, let you know in that way. You know, maybe it doesn't have to be exactly. a, a vocalization to let you know that they're there. That is exactly true, all right? And trust your intuition, too. I've had so many things happen to me. They can give you a sign. Um, they can make things happen. Uh, I remember one story, which I'd love to relate to you. It's a little bit off the subject of UVP. But everything's tied together here. Um, EDP, uh, apportations, them putting things in your, your, your path, um, your intuition, deja vu, all this stuff. It's, it's all, all part of things that involve parapsychology, the paranormal, the supernatural. One day I was out, I was going for a jog, and, and, uh, and I had, what I called him a bad Rob day. Okay. Still, it's been 10 years. Still, I get in the funk. And I have a day where I miss him so much, or I miss my father so much, that I can't seem to get out of that that low state of, of breathing. And so I was running, and sometimes when I run, I talk out loud. And I said, I'm sorry. I know that when I cry, and I know that when I'm really sad, it pushes you back, and, you know, you want me to be happy, and I know that, but I just want to let you know that, you know, I really am really missing you. And at the same time as I was running, the car went by going in the same direction I was going, and I looked at the license plate, and the license said M-I-S-S-U Miss You and as I was running back I said oh gosh thanks so much you got it alright you know that I'm missing you and and, and you miss me too and and it, it just lifted me up and it made me so happy and as I was running back to work I looked down at my feet and there was something gold on the ground and I stopped and I picked it up, and it was the strangest coin I've ever seen. 
It had no words on it, on either side, no words, no date, just an angel in the cloud on each side of it. Hmm. And all of that happened in one experience. So, yes, um, it doesn't have to be EVP. It doesn't have to be a picture. It can be these signs. It can be your intuition. It can just be a sense, a sense that they're around, a smell. My son was a cigarette smoker. Sometimes I smell smoke, and none of us in the family smoke. And and I say, oh, you know what? Hey, hey, Rob. Or sometimes the dog can be barking at nothing at all, and, and animals are very sensitive. And I'll say, oh, Merlin, what are you barking at? And, you know, I'll say it must be Rob or it must be Dad or Mom. You know, hi, guys. And I'll just open my arms and hug, and he'll stop barking. And I think that that's what they're looking for, an acknowledgement. Oh, she got it. Great. We'll keep doing it. Well, so whether it's EVP or whether it's another form, um, as long as you acknowledge it and you get it, and, and, and I think the more open you are to it, the more you pay attention to those signs, the more you do EVP on a consistent basis, the more they come to recognize what you're that you're getting it or what you're doing, that you're opening the channel. Well, one, one of the things that I want to ask you about, because it, it kind of goes along with what you just mentioned about how it doesn't have to be EVP that they communicate through or make their presence known through. And one of the things that I found interesting in the book, Spooky, Creepy New England, is you talk about a member of your team who uses bottles and the reflections within bottles, and I thought that was fascinating because I'd, I'd never seen that done myself. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he... um. He just started experiencing this. We both read Sarah Eastep's book, um, Voices of Eternity. And uh, and in one of her EVPs, she asked the question to the spirit world, um, how can we see you better? You know, how can we sense you better? And they said, use mirrors. That was captured on an EVP. Use mirrors. So Mike said, well, maybe I'll just start snapping random pictures in reflective surfaces, old bottles, mirrors, all right? And um, he got some phenomenal images, uh, which can also be seen on our website. He didn't really know what to coin it, so he just called it reflective photography. But um, they seem to want to appear. They seem to want to show themselves, and sometimes... It's very hard to manipulate, you know, to form, you know, if you, if you see a total apparition. That's rare. Mm-hmm. All right? So how can we see them better? Well, maybe infrared photography is a really good thing. Now I know they're using a lot of the thermal imaging and, you know, spectrum and stuff, things like that. But um, we've captured some phenomenal images just by photographing into reflective surfaces. I mean, that are perfectly clear. That's oh, de- definitely something uh, that I'm going to look more into, and we can try. Because I, I, I know I got a ton of old bottles kicking around. I, I like to collect those things. So, <laughs> to have an extra bonus use for them, and it just goes to show you, you know, everyday everyday items can be used uh, in a paranormal investigation. Well, you know what? It's kind of like um, if you try to try to go back in time. All right, thousands upon thousands of years ago, people used to do what they call scrying, all right? And you would have these priests or these mystics um, back in the Greek times or, you know, even before that, that used to go 
and seek contact with the afterlife by gazing into reflective pools of water. All right. And in modern times, you get the psychomantium. All right. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Raymond Moody and, and, and what a psychomantium is where you sit in a chair and you have a candle behind you, just minimal candlelight. And you're gazing upwards so that you don't see your own reflection, mm-hmm. all right? But you're gazing up into a mirror. And supposedly, when you're in the right state of mind, things start appearing from this mirror. People have seen their loved ones. People have seen different things come through. When you're scrying, people, these, these soothsayers or um, mystics used to see the future. And crystal balls, same thing, you know, that, that you know... Um, fortune tellers or psychics would use a crystal ball. It's all on the same premise. It's a reflective surface, and there, gets, there has to be something to it. Because this, this type of thing has been done throughout history. It's just a new technique when you use a camera and you're shooting into a reflective surface. Why don't we take a quick break? Very interesting. (laughs) Absolutely. Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back on the other side, we're going to play some EVPs uh, that you sent us. And also, if anybody wants to go to Karen's website, it's ectoweb.com, and it's also linked up uh, right to the front page of SpookySouthCoast.com as well. Uh, If you click on there, you can find this uh, page all about Karen, find out more about her, uh, order her book, uh, Spooky Creepy New England, and also check out her site, ectoweb.com. We'll be right back in just a few minutes with more here on Spooky South Coast. Turn on all your lights, lock the doors, and pull down the shades. Spooky South Coast is back. All right, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg, along with the silent assassin Matt Costa and science advisor Matt Moniz. We are talking about electronic voice phenomena with our guest, Karen Mossy. She is the author of the new book, Spooky Creepy New England. Uh, just a real quick reminder for everybody, if you are listening on the radio and you want to check out Spooky TV, uh, but you can't watch it live. You can always watch the archive video uh, on our Spooky TV page and also on Ustream.com as well, or Ustream.tv. Either one will work. And uh, now you can see we're trying the new multi-camera setup here tonight, so you can send us an email at SpookyCrew at SpookySouthCoast.com. Let us know what you think about that. And, of course, the regular archives are always available from SpookySouthCoast.com as well as iTunes and wherever else you get podcasts. And uh, my new blog, Tim's Take, is... Uh, I still haven't put up last week's show because I'm still waiting for Matt Costa to give me the uh, copy of it so I can listen to it and upload it. Are, are you afraid to give it to me for some reason? Are you afraid Maybe. to find out what Tim's take would be? Yeah. Um, I listened to the show. It went fine. <laughs> Everything's great. And uh, so we'll be here next week for the end of the world, apparently, on May 21st. So we'll be here to celebrate that with you. We'll all go out in style. And then the week after that, Whitley Streber. You know him as the author of Communion, and he runs the website uh, unknowncountry.com. He's going to be joining us. Very excited about that. And a whole bunch of other great shows lined up. I got some interesting books in the mail over the past few weeks, and I think we're going to have a great summer here at Spooky South Coast. And don't forget, too, Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. on Spooky TV is Spirit Connections with Tiffany Rice. You can watch her show every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. And interact with her in the chat room there. Uh, she had a great show this past week with Tracy Bjork of Spies as her guest, and she's got all kinds of things planned for the future. And, again, if you don't get to watch that live Tuesdays at 9 p.m. on Spooky TV, the archive videos are always up as well. One more quick thing to plug. Uh, my son's Little League fundraiser 
folks, he's falling behind here. Come on. we we got to raise some more money for Wareham Little League and for Nomar Garcia Parra's charity. Uh, if you go to my Facebook page, Tim Weisberg on Facebook, there's links up there to his page to make a donation. And I'm offering a prize pack to the top donation, which currently is at $100. Uh, thank you, Richard. And it's uh, you'll get a signed copy of Ghosts of the South Coast, a spooky South Coast TV bumper sticker, uh, pens, whatever else I can find in my house that I'll give to you. Uh, Matt Costa will come and produce a radio show for you. Matt Moniz will come and wash your car and grill you some meat. You know, it's, uh, it's you can't beat it. And Rick Hayes, the Rick Hayes uh, autographed DVD will be in there as well. So uh, just go to my Facebook page and, and click on the link and donate any, any, any amount, please. Uh, it helps the league. We need benches. Uh, the kids are sitting on the ground <laughs> sometimes. So uh, anything you can do to help is much appreciated. But now let's get right back into the EVP talk with our guest, Karen Mossy. And, Karen, uh, we have some clips that you sent over uh, tonight, and uh, Matt has them named uh, by the way that you sent them to us. And if there's any in particular that you think we should start with, just let us know. Okay. Um, wait. You might want to play the um, I Love You, I think that, or Love You. I can talk about that one a little bit. Is is that the, the world famous I Love You? Yeah. All right, let's play that one then, Matt. That's the one that uh, we hear in the trailer for White Noise, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't hear it too good through the phone, but maybe the, um, the listening audience could hear it. But anyway, that EVP um, was actually my father's voice, and not uh, in his exact inflection. And I had shared that with several close friends, including Mike, that knew my father, and they said, oh, you know, without a doubt, that's family. And that EVP was captured right in my house, so kind of tells you that, you know, EVP is not exclusive to haunted locations, but that it can be captured anywhere. I've captured EVP in my car. I've captured EVP, you know, you can capture EVP anywhere. Spirits are everywhere. Well, it's actually, I think many more on the other side than there are of us physically here right now. That, that's one of the interesting things about the, your experimentation into EVP is that you, you try different ways uh, to, to capture them and you try different techniques. But one, one of the questions that the overall writing question of it, I guess, is, is it the technology that we're using or is it our intention behind the technology? Uh, is it more about, you know, the quality of the device or is it more about the quality of the person using the device? I think both are a factor. And, and I really have found that sometimes when I'm in a very good frame of mind, um, you know, not, not so anxious or worried or my mind cluttered up with things that I have to do and, and, uh, stressed out, I capture better EVP. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, that does, intention does have a role in it. Um, I think that, you know, technology is definitely uh, getting better. Uh, the recorder of choice right now is a digital recorder, um, probably because of portability, and, and you don't have to use tapes anymore, and way back when it was real-to-real recorders. So now what most people use are just regular digital recorders. And we have found uh, that the noisier the recorder, um, the better it is for them to work with probably because they have um, more energy or, you know, more white noise or noise within the circuitry of the recorder that it helps them 
since they don't have any physical apparatus like a like a, a voice box or vocal cords um, to form the messages that it helps them better utilize energy to form these messages and sometimes I think their energy your energy um, can result in extremely clear EVP and then there's other times where you can make it out but it's it's you know it's subject to a little bit of interpretation and um, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, say to people, well, this is what I hear, and then automatically they hear that, too, which is, which is, you know, it's okay, but it's best if you can present, if you're trying to present a case for EVP, it's best if you can present these messages that are so clear that it's irrefutable everybody hears it as you do. Well, well, I I think that both... Sorry, I was going to say, I know, I know one of uh, somebody who has learned greatly from you and from your work is our friend Mike Markowitz, and, and he goes kind of the opposite, and he tries to get the, the highest quality audio that he can to eliminate uh, any other sound possibilities. And I think either way, whether you prefer to have the noisy recorder or the crystal clear recorder, I think it still takes a great deal of training of your own ears to really fine-tune them but I know sometimes both of you have captured ones that just make me say, wow, anybody could hear that. And that's right. And you know what? Um, if you have to spend that much time, you know, analyzing it or trying to figure out what, what, what is being said, then it's probably best to discard it because we have come to know that they, as communicators, can do better. Um, and so it, they just have to practice, just like we do. They just have to practice. And, and I have done many EVP messages that where I've answered them right back and said, you know, I really, I, I, I can't quite make out what you're saying. Um, you know, can, can, can you try it again? Can you try to come through a little clearer? It's okay for you to say things like that. You do it with your, your kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're trying to teach them to speak a language. Um, you know, when you're trying to teach them to talk from, from, from birth on up. And 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 there, this is this may be new to them. Um, a lot of the a lot of EVPs come through right away and clearer from people that had a prior knowledge of it before they passed in spirit. My father, I used to talk to to him constantly about EVP and 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 play them for him, play some of the EVP that I captured. Um, he passed away two years after my son. But with his foreknowledge of EVP and his strong belief in the afterlife, um, he was one of the first people to come through. He, he, he came through before Rob because he had this pre-existing knowledge. Uh, kind of a, oh, a user's guide almost already. Exactly. Oh, oh, okay. It's care, and he's trying to get through to me. Okay, um, let's see how I do this because I know what she's trying to do. So, you know, I think it's a, a, a pre-knowledge of this before you cross over. It helps enable you to come through. And there's so many aspects, Tim, to, t- to EVP that, you know, we can make this a two-hour, three-hour show. Um, I'm sure a lot of the listeners and the people in the chat room will know that they get EVP that are completely nonsensical to, to what the question they ask. All right, or they can be in a, a haunted location and get something that's related to the location they're in, but it's not interactive. So you can get EVP that are residual. You can get EVP that are real time that are reacting to you in the 
present circumstances that you're in right away, um, you know, or EVP that are just imprints. They're out there. They play over and over and over again. Or it could be conversations between two people that existed a long time ago. There's just a lot, a lot we have still to learn and a lot of aspects to this phenomena. Well, now when you're out there and you're, you're investigating and capturing EVPs, do you, what technique do you take uh, when actually out in the field? Do you listen to them real time? Are you trying to uh, be able to hear what they're saying so you can better interact with them, or is it something that you find later on? Because I found that if I can hear it with devices like the Shack Hack or a Frank's Box, I can yeah. kind of lead my investigation based on what I'm hearing, or would you prefer to rather just listen to everything afterward? Um, I, I usually, what, what I'm using right now is, is uh, digital recorders, and I usually hear them on playback. On some occasions, we have actually heard them live. It depends on the amount of energy that's there. Um, we've done investigations. We did one in in, um, in Plastow, and um, we all heard a live voice come through. We all heard it. And um, this was without any playback, without a digital record or anything. We all heard it with the naked ear. So I think that sometimes you can even hear it live. But my, my um, method of choice right now is the digital recorder, and I listen to the EVP that I capture on playback. And are you talking like a, a you know, just a run-of-the-mill digital uh, Sony or Olympus uh, that you'd buy off the mm-hmm. shelf in a, in a Walmart, or is it something a little bit more serious than that? Well, you know, I way back when, um, when Mike and I first started doing this and before the release of the movie White Noise, which really put EVP to the forefront. There were there were recorders out there made by Panasonic that were readily available, uh, and um, on eBay and, uh, and and they were the Panasonic DR60s, and I'm sure everybody's heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mike and I were able to get them, and we were able to get them at a decent cost. But once EVP became very very um, well-known, then people said, well, you know, what recorder was that captured on? Oh, it was recorded on a, DV, uh, a DR60. Those are notorious for capturing ghost voices. Um, and the prices of those went up, you know, out of control. One just recently sold on eBay for $500, $495 or something like that. It's ridiculous. You don't need to pay that much for a recorder. There are people... There are still Sonys out there that, are, that I have gotten phenomenal EVP on, the, uh, the Sony B17s um, and the B7s. Um, there are still really good recorders out there, Olympus recorders. And some people get phenomenal EVP on recorders that, you know, they just pick up a recorder and they seem to get phenomenal EVP. Maybe there again, that's their intention, their, their strong psychic ability that, that's able to help channel these these spirit communicators too so you know i mean there are recorders that are notorious and easy key for capturing um voices and um they seem to get them all the time but i think that you know any any recorder can get them i find that the ones that are a little noisier uh gives them a little bit more to work with well my favorite are the people who 
you know, complain about the sound quality of their iPhone and how, you know, their their calls don't sound good and they, they have all these audio problems when making a phone call, but then they'll use the iPhone to go out and capture <laughs> EVPs. And it's like, well, yeah. it's kind of the same microphone there, so. Yeah, yeah, well, if they're getting them, you know, and and I certainly, you know, um, stranger things have happened. I, uh, I'm i open to all of that. People have gotten EVP that have come through on their answering machines, um, their cell phones, with technology ever advancing. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they come through on Skype, you know. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many avenues. They're learning, too. They are learning technology, too. And, and whichever way they, you know, in the, in, way back in the olden days, they used to come through, there used to be messages that used to, used to come through on the old fashioned computers. And no one ever typed that. And they will find a way. They will find a way to get through. But we know they can do it. And with the advances of technology, we know they can do it even better. And I think that in the future we'll find a breakthrough. We will find something that will break through. All right. Well, I think we're going to go a little bit over time tonight because we do have a few more EVP clips that we want to play. We think we're going to be able to play them. Uh, but before we Thank do, <laughs> before we do that, we uh, we do have to take a, a break. So we're going to pause uh, ten seconds for station identification, and then we'll we'll play some of these EVP clips. We'll open up the phones too. I think we could probably get Matt and Matt to stay for a little while longer. Even you know, I'm the one that drives. So they can't leave the ride away. All right, so we're just going to uh <laughs> no problem. I I've just I want to make sure that we can get as much of this out there to people. Uh so why don't Thanks. we pause 10 seconds for station identification and then we'll be right back talking more with Karen Mossy about EVPs in her new book Spooky Creepy New England here on Spooky South Coast. This First is- with local news, talk and sports. This is WBSM New Bedford, Citadel Broadcasting, AM 1420, WBSM. There we go. We have to do that by law, and too often I forget to do it. So sooner or later I'm going to end up having to foot the bill for some fines. So I want to make sure we got it in. All right, well, why don't you uh, let us know about another uh, EVP that you think we should play for the audience, and we'll see if uh, we can get it to, to come through loud enough. Okay. Um trying to look at my list that I sent. Um, why don't you play that one entitled Crazy and see if that'll come through. It's not the Gnarls Barkley song, because that's <laughs> what's probably on Matt's iPod under that. <laughs> All right, here we go. Crazy. Buddy, but why don't you see circumstances surrounding that capture? Well, it's it's interesting because, as I was saying earlier, is that, um, you know, they can come through comical. They can come through, you know, um, laughing. They can come through and, and say things to you that, you know, um, it, it's just without a doubt proof that this is your, your own thoughts, thinking. This particular EVP, which... By the way, if anyone didn't hear that, you can, you're welcome to go to the website, you know, and, and we probably will have them there, or you can, you know, shoot me out an email on the uh, ectoweb.thing, thing, and we'll be happy to share it with you if it isn't there. But this particular EVP was captured in a cemetery in Londonderry, and I was there with my friend, and we were just recording, and we were always respectful. We walked around in a nice day looking at the old epitaphs, tells you a lot about the history of the people that, you know, existed during those times. 
And uh, I played back my recorder, and this particular EVP was sounded like this kind of like hippie type voice, and he went like, "Whoa, she's been crazy." So I'm sure he was talking about me, <laughs> and that's fine, you know, because to me it's just more proof. All right, this guy doesn't know what I'm doing, um, and. Uh, and thinks I'm crazy. And I'm sure there's people, you know, in, in this lifetime even now um, that think that I am too. And that's fine because they're entitled to their opinions and, you know, I'm entitled to mine. And this, this spirit that was walking around could have just been looking at us and saying, like, you know, what the heck? They're crazy, you know, in his own little terminology there. So uh, it's it's just interesting proof for me. It's to me, it's like, yeah, that's a great EVP. Thank you for giving me that message. Well, I find, too, that I um, like I like when they drop the F-bombs because that means that there's very little chance of the, the skeptic saying, well, you know, that's just a radio broadcast bleeding through because uh, usually you don't hear those kind of words on the radio. Yeah, well, not only that, but he specifically said she, mm-hmm. um, and there, were only, there was only me and my friend Deb in the cemetery, um, and... Um, you know, it's not something I would have said about myself, nor would a, a radio, uh, you know, broadcast have said, you know, it's just, that's just too random. That would be too much of a coincidence to say she mm-hmm. is, you know. So that's what I just find fascinating about EVP is, you know, you can be asking for your loved one, but if your loved one isn't available, you may get someone that comes through that is available that says, you know, turn it off, shut it off. Or, or a cry of desperation that says, you know, help me, or who is this? Or I've gotten an EVP that has said, Rob is not available. So, so that's <laughs> really? as great an EVP to me as getting an actual message from my son, because that means that this person is part of Rob's cluster on the other side that, that, that knows, well, he's not available right now. I just wanted to let you know that. It's just like if somebody calls and picks up, Somebody else picks up your house phone and says, hey, is Karen there? And, you know, your son or daughter answers and says, no, sorry, she's not home right now. Well, it seems you like know, uh, it's, EVP technology, you know, as much as we've advanced to cell phones and everybody being able to be, you know, reachable pretty much all all hours of the day, um, you know, the spirit world still seems stuck in party line days, you know, where you got to call up Klondike 53226 and... And then whoever yeah, exactly. answers the phone, you know, they got to put them on the line. Exactly. Well, and if we have, uh, can we have your permission? And Chris would be glad to post these uh, EVPs that we're playing on the show on our site as well uh, in the description hey. of this episode. If that'd be okay with you. That's fine. There we go. That's so absolutely fine. Anybody that's having trouble hearing them tonight, you know, you can go back to that page and check them out. And also, we're going to add them into the podcast, so it'll be easier to to hear that way. Is another one that you think that we should play for the audience? Well, what I'm trying to do is get a good, you know, um, get a good variety here and show you what they can do. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so I've shown you how your loved ones can come through in, in the I, I Love You EVP from my dad. I've shown you how they can come through and be funny, comical, a little insulting, <laughs> like they did when he said, you're, 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 you know, she's effing crazy. Um, so, so maybe you could play that one that's entitled Deep Freeze. Never 
And what, what were the circumstances around that one? Now, now, this is interesting, too, because now it's going to tell you what else it can do. All right. This particular EVP was recorded two days before, several years ago, the temperature dropped on one night to 60 below zero in New Hampshire. This EVP was recorded two days before that happened. And this voice came to me and said, you're heading for a deep freeze. So what I call this EVP is, this is a predictive EVP. So do they know the future? That's a very good question. Well, That's a very good, good tool. Can they tell us things? Should we pay attention? Because this EVP was recorded two days before the temperature dropped to 60 below zero. And because of that EVP, I wrapped all my pipes. <laughs> hey, there you go. Saved yourself. I money. wrapped all my pipes in the basement of my condex that I was living in, and I didn't have any bursting pipes. But wouldn't, wouldn't those... I, said, wouldn't I think the temperature's going to drop really, really low. Now, you know, the weather station will be telling you this, but they knew it two days before it happened. But wouldn't a spirit medium, you know, tell you that that's part of their role is to be able to to, to help us guide into the future so they must know what it yeah. is? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But that's another phenomenal characteristic of, EV, of EVP. And, and speaking of time, we had a question in the chat room about the idea of time slips. Could could EVP kind of be a glimpse into a window over a different time? I know that you know you've you've had a number of them that have directly interacted and answered questions uh, that you've posed. But do you ever hear ones that could just kind of be coming from out of the ether from another time or another place? Oh, all the time, all the time. We've got, when we went to Gettysburg, we got phenomenal EVP, phenomenal EVP that. It said things like, um, here's, a, here's what one said, which isn't part of the EVP that I sent you, but it said, Severy, I told you, the rebels must be squashed. All right? And that was just randomly recorded in one of the battlefields. Battlefield. So th- these, these voices are called residual or imprints. Um, this was said at one time or another 100 years ago during the Civil War. Sound energy is out there. What's said is said, all right, and it's floating out there somewhere. But 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 we seem to think that that the power of the emotion, the trauma, the the forcefulness of the emotion makes it more readily come through on residual or imprint EVPs. Um, however, there's there's nothing to say that a hundred years from now, someone could record an EVP. I'm sure the technology would be much more extreme. That might have my voice on it. Who knows? All right, or or you know, be in a place where a murder happened and uh, and have a scream come through, or you know, you know, say, "Dear God, help me," or something like that. So, so this, this these type of EVP do happen, yes. Well, you you know, you mentioned a place where there's been a murder, and in your book, Spooky, Creepy New England, you mentioned uh, your investigation of the Lizzie Borden bed and breakfast in Fall River, and of course, we. Were there when Luann uh, from Wailing City Ghost captured some of the the best EVPs that I've heard uh, in that mm-hmm. location, uh, including you know the the old f bomb <laughs> directed at yep. me, and yep. uh, and and what we think is Lizzie Borden's voice, and and it sounds like you had some some pretty good experiences there as well. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Although when I slept, I slept in at in the room where Abby was hatched in, and 
I felt like a baby, and I slept right on the side of the bed where her her body just was laying right there, right next to me. That's where she was actually murdered, and and I slept like a baby. I don't know. I just slept very comfortable there. We experienced plenty. We got plenty of EVP while we were investigating and, and recording, but when I actually fell asleep, which was for a very little short time, period of time, um, I was maybe overwhelmingly tired, but I we had a camera set up in that room on that spot. Nothing happened. But we did get phenomenal EVP. Yes, we did. And what, what were some so, of the, the messages coming through? Um, we got, well, if you go to our site, we have a, um, a voice that sounds like a woman, um, and it's almost like humming, you know, and, and the historian that walked us through the house said, uh, of course it may be a little dramatization here and there, but the, they said Lizzie was singing, even after Abby was laying dead upstairs, and, uh, she was humming and singing and, you know, eating her pears in the barn and as if nothing had happened. And we, we actually captured this female voice that was actually, you know, humming, a little bit of humming and singing there. So who knows? Well, in the book you mention a, a number of cemeteries uh, that have pretty good reputations of, of having activity happen, and, and one of them is called Vale End Cemetery, and, and, and Chris tells me that there's uh, something very interesting about that place. Oh, Vale, vale End Cemetery, yeah, that, that's supposed to be the place of the, the Blue Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we did capture some EVP there. Uh, I can't really, I think we pa- captured a couple images, but, you know, nothing really phenomenal. A lot of, a lot of Vale End, uh, Pine Hill Cemetery, a lot of that's wrapped really deep in, uh, in legend, too, but, course any place that you know is surrounded with that mystique and legend is always a place you want to take the time to go and investigate and 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 always do it you know respectfully i really have to tell you that because police do you know for for anyone that's out there that you know is really interested in in paranormal investigating uh it's really important to be respectful of the dead you know and um or are they dead (laughs) i should say respectful in a cemetery because it's a it's a tribute to someone's legacy you know go during the day i don't think there's any difference in what you capture at night and what you capture during the day i've captured some of my most phenomenal EVP during daylight hours i seriously don't believe time is any you know is 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 a factor to them i just think that 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 darkness adds to ambiance and fear and the fear factor so that's why a lot of people like to do it at night for the spirit world. It doesn't make any difference. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap things up uh, in just a few minutes. So if there's an EVP that you sent us that you think would be a good one to go out with with a bang, uh, let us know which one that would be. <laughs> All right. Let me just take a quick look again because I wanted to make sure I got uh, got a good sampling in of everything. Uh, it, it, there's There's... There's two, but there's one that I wanted to uh, to share with you. Um, it's, well, maybe I'll do this one. All right, it's called Barking. Okay. And this is just to show people that, you know, you can get the, the sounds of animals through EVP. And this EVP was recorded at the Tenney Gatehouse in Methuen, Massachusetts. And the Tenney Gatehouse was a center entrance 
to Gray Court Mansion, which was on top of the hill. So all the visitors that would go up to Gray Court had to proceed through the tiny gatehouse in order to get there first. So it's probably highly like highly likely that um, at one time there might have been a dog there. Um, but right now the Tenney Gatehouse is, a histor- is in the Bruin Historical Society and it's a lot museum. So at the time we investigated, there was absolutely no, no animals present. But this EVP was nevertheless recorded. Wow, yeah. Well, one more time. Well, yeah, that's either uh, it's either a definitely sound of a dog barking or Moni's like is hungry. Sounds <laughs> like he's, he's picking out the like exact to me- Matt's stomach growling. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and one of the things that we might take for granted though when we're in an investigation is the sound of an animal. You know, you might hear it and be like, "Oh, that's just a dog," and not think that you know there might not be a dog anywhere nearby. Well, there wasn't, because that was. this is a museum now. It's the Lithuan Historical Society, and this investigation was late at night, and the street is streets around it. The windows were all closed. It was like in, in colder season, and um, the street was very quiet. There was nothing out there. And here um, I am thinking the only ghost dog was Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> all right, why don't we play What was What was that last one that you wanted us to play, the, the one that you were thinking well, of before? Well, I wanted to really want to finish it with a bang, all right, with a really terrifying EVP. This EVP I wanted to share with everybody out there because it is incredible. It wasn't actually captured by me, but I'd love to play it as an example of an EVP. It was captured by my good friend Lori, and this was actually captured in a residential home, a modern home, all right, not even old, um, and we were sitting in the breezeway, and you'll hear her ask, you know, what is your name and what is the object in front of me? And we were just all sitting in the, in, in the breezeway. We had the doors all closed. We had the recorder going. And Lori had said to me, what should I ask? I go, well, why don't you just ask what, your, what, what their name is and put an object in front of you and ask them if they can identify the object in front of you. And you will hear this horrific scream as if someone's in an accident or someone's getting hurt and you hear the scream and then you hear, let me out of here. And then these heckling voices in the background. So um, it's just really a, a phenomenal EVP. It may come across a little loud, but it just shows you what you can capture. It doesn't have to be in a haunted location. What the heck was this? So it's very interesting. What is the object in front of me, and what is your name? Do you have a message for us? Thank you. And, and, and what exactly does it sound like you're screaming? It's, 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 he asks these two specific questions, and you hear this, this horrific, like, tormented scream come through. And yet I hear her say, let me out. Let me out. And then there's like these heckling voices that, you know, they're like, oh, oh, or whatever after. And there was just me and three other people, her, me, and two other people in that room. It, and this was in a perfectly modern house. It, it, that defies explanation to me. What was that? Well, when you have an experience Did like that. happen on the land? 
when when something like that happens on an investigation where where an EVP like that is imprinted, uh, do you ever are you ever able to like time sync it at the same time that maybe somebody in the room gets a shiver down their spine or there's some other type of activity that happens? Do they ever corroborate with other outward signs? Because that seems very forceful. So it's like whatever was making that sound imprint also might have had the power to do something else at the same time. Exactly. That's a very good point. I didn't notice any of that. We didn't observe that. We were so terrified by what we had just heard. Um, we were actually at a birthday party, and we were talking about EVP because Lori is very interested in it. And uh, we decided to bring the recorder in the other room and separate ourselves a little bit from the from the, uh, the birthday party, and we just recorded an EVP, and that is what came through. It's just phenomenal, and it's just so forceful. Like you said, it's just so forceful. And, 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 and I have found that when I listen to these EVPs, it's almost like I feel that emotion. I can close my eyes, and I can almost picture something that's happening. And I think the more you do this, the more you deal with the spirit world, and the more you communicate with them, and the more involved you are in this, the more it starts to happen. I just think you become more in tune with it. And I, I certainly agree with that. That seems to have been my experience as well. We thank you for joining us, Karen. I'm sorry that we couldn't go the full two-hour show, but hopefully you can come back again with us sometime and we can talk more about EVP and we can talk about some different theories and some different approaches to it. And I like the fact that in Spooky Creepy New England, you do have some protocols laid out for, for investigators that might just be starting out. So it's, it might be worth right. picking up just for that for some people. Right, yeah, and all these are factual cases and, you know, that we've actually been on. And, uh, you know, I suggest to anyone who, who might be a disbeliever, although I think that most that tune into your show, Tim, are believers, is to try it, you know. But make sure you're grounded and don't take it personally, all right? Just like you wouldn't take it personally from someone who was just in a bad mood out there and cut you off in traffic or, you know, just did something nasty or... You know, was acting in a bad way. Just don't take it personally. You know, if you get a message that that is less than desirable. So this is all stuff we're trying to do. To just, you know, find out what's going to happen to us. We're all going there someday. And just, so the pleasure of being on your show was all mine. And thank you for having me. And uh, I sincerely enjoyed it. Well, I'm sorry it took this long, and, and hopefully you can come back with us real soon. Okay, you take care and good luck with your uh, your son's uh, uh, baseball event. Thank you. We need we need all the money we can get there. We're sitting on cinder blocks today, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Thank you well, so I'll much. I'll continue Karen. to tune into the show as well because it was very interesting. I look forward to the upcoming shows. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye bye. That is Karen Mossy. Again, her book is Spooky, Creepy New England. You can check out her website, ectoweb.com. It's also linked up on SpookySouthCoast.com as well, and you can buy the book there uh, if you want to get it through us. And I have to say, you know, the more we talk about this, the more I'm convinced that with EVP, it's, it's going to be, if anything, it's going to be something that will prove it to somebody, not on a grand scale, but on a one-on-one -on -one personal basis, if you can deliver somebody a message from a loved one, like what Karen has received, what like many of us have received, that might be enough to sway somebody over from the other side. Not the other side, capital letters, <laughs> but the other side of the debate. Uh, well, think about it. It's one of the easier things to verify. So, uh, somebody relates a piece of information that only they would know. 
it's much easier to validate that than, say, a picture of which people can say, oh, it was Photoshopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing is everybody can manipulate images the way they want to these days. Uh, and sound, you know, real good audio files can hear when sound is manipulated. There's little telltale signs. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely something to, to keep in your tool bag if you're a paranormal investigator. You want to make sure that you always bring that recorder with you. Be like Karen. Bring it with you everywhere you go. Don't just uh, reserve it for investigations. So, All right, well, we got to get going here because it's way past our bedtimes. But we'll be back next week to celebrate the end of the world, May 21st. And it just so happens it's a Saturday night. I think uh, I think when they decided to make that Armageddon, they, they decided, you know, let's make sure that if, uh, if we are going to lay waste to the entire world, let's make sure that we know exactly where the spooky South Coast guys are at that time so we don't miss them by mistake. So we'll be here to talk about that. And uh, then the week after that, Whitley Strieber uh, will join us. You know him from his book, Communion. We're going to talk to him about his abduction experiences for sure, uh, as well as his new book and... A whole summer slate of shows coming up, so you want to stay tuned for all of those. Remember, Spirit Connections with Tiffany Rice, Tuesday at 9 o'clock on Spooky TV. And then we'll be back here right here Saturday night at the same time. So until then, from Matt Costa, from Matt Moniz, for Chris Balzano, I'm Tim Weisberg. We want you all to stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Look, I know the supernaturalist.